Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Hello, happy Wednesday and welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. It is so lovely to have you here today. Um, Oh, so much to tell you. So yeah, just picking up where we left off last time, um, the VA, I, well, you know, it's like the start of any relationship really, isn't it? Like I'm totally in love with her service and um, gosh, I love her energy so much. It's like we were a match made in heaven and um, I just couldn't be happier. We had a really beautiful conversation recently and uh, we were only meant to catch up for a few minutes just to tie up some loose ends, um, but we ended up talking for a lot longer than that and it was really just so nice. And then, um, yeah, sending each other follow-up messages and it is just what I really like about it is that she understands how important the role of energy is to me because it is to her too. And so... As you know, when when things are so aligned, don't they just feel so energizing? And that's how I'm feeling at the moment, energized by this new relationship with this new VA. So hopefully, hopefully, hopefully it all works out. Um, but yeah, so far, so good. So really pleased to have taken uh, the leap of faith there. And that's going to be really great. And guess what she wants to do? She's going to revive the email. <laughs> Anyway, so she'll take care of that, which is nice because I would like to have good customer service from a business. It's just not something I want to do. So yeah, there's that. Now, what I would love to talk with you about today is spirituality and using it as a guide to help you with your marketing in your private practice. And um, you know what? It's not as woo-woo as you may think. And so I want to talk with you about five things that I've sort of brainstormed today before our podcast uh, that came through for me when I was thinking about, you know, what it means to me to be able to really embody my beliefs in my business and to use that to make marketing my practice feel really aligned and easy and effortless um, like it did last time, you know, that was so good. We had um, a number of new members join the inner circle and it's a really beautiful vibe. Not everybody's in the Facebook group because not everybody's a sort of Facebook person, um, but certainly people connecting with me on Instagram um, and it was just so, 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 so lovely, really beautiful experience. And now I'm excited about future um, you know, times in the business this year when the doors will be open, not just for that, but for all other things as well. So I wanted to share with you what really works for me. And one of the things of the five that I've come up with is that sense of alignment. Um, when I use my spirituality, so the things that I believe in, like I believe that I'm always exactly where I need to be. And I let that guide 
my marketing. I believe that there's already an abundance of clients out there, not just for me, but for you, for for all of us. I believe there's no shortage of clients. Um, And I also believe that my clients are destined to work with me and your clients are destined to work with you. I don't believe in um, anything like, you know, some people get worried about losing clients or you know, some people have written into their contract, into their contracts with contractors, you better not take my clients or, you know, well, they don't say like that, (laughs) but you know what I mean? So I don't have that fear because of my belief. And my belief is, no, there's so many clients that want to work with me. Maybe they didn't want to work with me before, but maybe they do now and maybe they do now, but they might not want to in the future. And that's because as I evolve and change and my practice evolves and change changes so too um, does the client that is ready to work with me and so I don't believe that there's any competition and so I allow beliefs like those to support me when I'm doing my marketing. I also believe that my message will land for the people it's that are meant to hear it and receive it. Um, I also believe that people who aren't meant to hear it and aren't meant to receive it will you know safely and beautifully and gracefully um, remove themselves from from my energy from my audience from my atmosphere from my world and that's okay too because it's important for me that they work with someone that's aligned with them and if I'm not aligned with them I've got no business trying to persuade someone that I'm the right um, private practice mentor or coach or supervisor for them. Does that make sense? So that's one way that I allow my beliefs to really support me in getting into alignment with my marketing uh, strategy. And this also helps me with my messaging and it helps me with my branding. So when I feel good about what I'm putting out there. It's because the things that I'm saying or writing or sharing or posting about are a genuine, honest, true reflection of my own personal beliefs and my own personal values. And so there's congruence there. And it wasn't always like that because when I first started advertising and marketing my business, I had no idea what to do. And I was like some of you, I was looking at other business owners and other practices, and I just tried to mimic what they were doing because I figured, well, if it's working for her and she's got all of these clients, then that must be what you do, right? Um, But those things didn't work for me. And for the longest time, I never understood why they didn't work for me. And I berated myself and I was really down on myself and thought that, you know, all the bad things, like I must be hopeless at marketing and, you know, what everybody says is true and marketing's horrible. And so I I adopted all of those kinds of things. But what I know to be true now is that when I work just in a place that's just me you know it's just me it's not me trying to pretend I'm something it's not me trying to show up as professional it's not me trying to portray myself in a certain way because I think that's what you want to see or that's what you want to hear when I drop all of that and I let go of all of that and I just say to myself do you know what 
I'm going to show up and I'm going to wear my black t-shirt and I'm going to wear my scarf and yes, I'm going to wear my, you know, amethyst ring and yes, the dog's going to be running around in the background and from time to time he's going to bark and, you know, all, all of that sort of stuff. When, when I just drop all of that and just be myself, it doesn't even feel like marketing. It feels like I'm talking to you. It feels like I'm talking to colleagues or peers or friends. It's just that sense of everything just being really not having a pretense. And that feels so good for me. And it took a long time for me to learn that it was safe for me to do that because when I was growing up, I I saw all the women with the shoulder pads and, you know, Sigourney Weaver and <laughs> All of that, and so and I saw them trying to emulate, you know, men in a in a man's world. It was the pantsuits, it was the shoulder pads. So I had all that in my mind, and um, you know, I spent time working very. I moved up very quickly in um, you know big corporations in Australia, including Medibank uh, Health Solutions, and and you know had national roles, national coordination positions from a very very young age, and so I was exposed to this very almost toxic masculinity in the sense of running business and how you show up in a business and it was like you have to wear the pants and you don't cry and um, you know you don't be soft and you be stern and you be strict and you be logical and you be all of those things and there just wasn't any space in the workplace so there or I was also a manager um, one of the regional managers for Centrelink for um, a while there and was looking after five offices and the same thing you know you don't be soft at Centrelink you have to be you know very very much like this in your masculine energy and it just just felt so wrong even though I was successful I still felt like it wasn't me like I was pretending like I was acting like I was playing a role and so when I started marketing and learning about spirituality and I started to think would it be possible for me to just be myself and could I connect with people if I was just being myself and the other thing that held me back as well was um I haven't mentioned this before but I was bullied a lot like I didn't feel good enough about myself growing up and then like in my family because I was never considered to be you know bright and I was never considered to be someone who was going to make anything of herself and all of that sort of jazz um but then when I was actually in school, I was bullied a lot. And so I avoided going to school. You know, I used to get dressed and leave the house in my school uniform and come home at 3.30. But really, I was smoking, you know, down the back of the oval because I didn't want to be anywhere near um, the bullies. So it was really, really horrible um, through high school. And, and this was like the majority of, of high school for me. So I never felt like it was safe or okay for me just to be myself. So to, to come back into spiritual practice and to experience the sense of coming home with that and then to say, gee whiz, I wonder, I just wonder, if it would be possible, are there people out there who could, you know, in air quotes, like me, if I'm not playing a role, if I'm not trying to show up as, as a certain person or in a certain way, like, what if I just be me? Could that be enough for my community? Could that be enough for my clients? And uh, anyway, it was by leaning into my beliefs around, well, I'm always going to be supported 
and I'm always right where I need to be and there's no mistakes it's just pivoting and it's just learning and it's just growth when I actually believed that and I started to show up without the pretense and I was just myself and you know I haven't edited this podcast ever (laughs) we're up to 330 something episodes it's never been edited none of my videos have ever been edited (laughs) you can see them on YouTube and on Facebook I just I'm just like what you see is what you get and sometimes they're going to be good and sometimes the sound is going to go or sometimes they're going to be glitchy or whatever it's just what you see is what you get and so by using my spiritual beliefs it really made it so much easier for me to stay authentic and true to myself and I have to believe that that helps me calling clients who are also wanting to be true and authentic to themselves so or themselves sorry So that was like the first thing. It was really around alignment for me. The second thing that I feel really um, is a plus that I've noticed since I've been just being myself with my marketing is that I'm now attracting like-minded clients. So by not hiding because I was scared that people would say I was too out there or it was too woo-woo or I I would be discredited and all of those sorts of things that we think about when we consider applying spiritual tools to inform the way we run our business. When I let go of that and I just thought, do you know what, whoever's for me is for me and whoever's not is not and that's okay. It was like the gates opened and people found me and people started to open up conversations with me around their beliefs, around spirituality and the tools that they use and the resources that they had access to. I really found that by incorporating spirituality into my marketing strategy, it has allowed me to be able to attract clients who share similar values and beliefs and as a result that has led to a much stronger sense of connection and understanding uh, with my dream clients with my dream audience and that's really really important to me the next thing that I realized um, has happened or one of the benefits for me of using spirituality um, as part of my marketing strategy or to guide my marketing strategy has been that it's really allowed me to have um, my point of difference. You know, it's really allowed me to stand out from other private practice coaches who don't work from this perspective and I'm not saying there's a right way or a wrong way there's just the right way and the wrong way for you right everything's got to be aligned Um, there may be times where you need to work with someone who's in their masculine energy because you're needing that you might be needing structure 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 but there may be other times where you're saying I've had all the structure. It didn't work. Um, I'm at a loss. I, I don't know what to do next. And that's when you might need to connect with someone who can meet you where you're at, see you and hear you and look at some of that deeper work with you because those strategies work. Okay. 
by and large, the strategies you've been given by other coaches are probably amazing strategies that would work. However, if there's any woundedness um, in, in that feminine or even that masculine energy, and we also have ego to deal with, if all of that hasn't been addressed, then all the, all the amazing strategies in the world, you either won't implement them or you won't implement them well and you won't get results. So there are times when you're going to need to work with one type of approach and times where you might need to work with another type of approach. Okay, so there's no right or wrong. I'm not saying my approach is the best. I'm just saying my approach is the best if it aligns with you. Right. And it's not going to align with everybody. Um, so when you have a point of difference and this is pretty similar I think to what we talk about in marketing with soul around having a niche or having um, something that's special and different about your practice when we've got that it's really really important because you have to remember um, you know it's not just counselors like think how many thousands and thousands of counselors and social workers and psychologists and coaches and wellness therapists and reiki and energy people and all of the things think how many um it's quite crowded and sometimes you can be lost in that white noise if you're doing what i was doing and trying to mimic what everyone else was doing for for their marketing to get clients But when you stand for something and you have that strong point of view, um, you are known for being the person that believes that that thing or those things or that behaves in that way or runs a practice in that way. Um, And it's that point of differentiation that helps you to be found by the clients that really need your approach. So for me, my point of differentiation has, has been spirituality and applying that to the practice and for the longest time, I was the only one doing that. I'm pleased to say now that some people that I have worked with are now being more confident and comfortable getting out there and integrating it with their businesses too. And you may have seen some of their work and I'm so abundantly proud of them. It's starting to become more mainstream now. And that's something that I'm so, 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 so proud of them for and and happy for them with. Um, And I want you to know that you don't have to use spiritual um, tools and say that you're a spiritual practice or anything like that. What I do want you to do, though, is start to open your mind to the idea of saying, well, if I use some of Brooklyn's tools, maybe I can find out what feels right for me. And maybe what feels right for you is going to be talking about eating disorders, or maybe what feels right for you is going to be talking about other trauma or ADHD or do you know what I mean? Domestic violence or anxiety, or maybe it's not going to be a a condition. Maybe it's going to be about helping people thrive and flourish. So you use these tools to to unlock what's not yet been accessed within you. And it's when this has been unlocked that your marketing all just clicks into place and it becomes very, very easy. And it feels like, what was the big deal? Why was I making this a big deal? I can't believe I made this such a big deal. It's actually a walk in the park to market my business. The fourth thing that... Um, 
I have learned now that I've been applying uh, spirituality to my marketing strategy is that it has really helped increase trust. It's, you know, when a person sees that I am embodying what I believe to be true, they're more likely to trust me. And that's really, really important for me in terms of building my practice and building my business, but also for me in terms of providing services, you know, whether they be mentoring or coaching or counseling or supervision. Um, but it's it builds trust right from before I even have the honor of meeting somebody. It's as if many people will already have a sense of trust with me before they book a session or before they book a call. And that's because they may have been, you know, <laughs> they say, I've been stalking you. <laughs> I've been stalking you for six months or I've been following your Instagram. Or I've been following your page and, you know, I never comment, but I'm always watching <laughs> all of that sort of stuff. So I really believe that um, when I can show up just authentically, just being myself without the pretense that it really does help people uh, feel a deeper level of rapport and connection and trust with me than maybe if they're watching somebody else who isn't being genuine, who isn't, you know, yet at a point where they're just being themselves. So I don't know, that's just my experience and I don't know what your experience has been like, but that's how it's that's how it's been for me. And I guess the last thing that um, I was able to identify was that it gives me a sense of having a greater sense of purpose because by using spirituality to guide my marketing strategy, I've been able to tap into a sense of purpose and meaning that goes beyond just making money, that goes beyond just making profit, that goes beyond my turnover or my income. And it really anchors me into this sense of things being bigger than myself, of the no separation, of working in that sense of as me consciousness. You know, there's just no separation where we're one and the same and we're all connected and we're all here for our own purpose, for our own reasons. And we're stronger when we come together and we collaborate and we support each other. And what I find is that when I stop and reflect and remember this, it feels really motivating and satisfying, not just for me, but for my business. And so this to me is what it means to be able to apply spirituality to an aspect of my business. And in this case, it's my marketing and my marketing strategy. And that's why I wanted to share it with you today, just to clear up Um any misconceptions about, you know, what it can look like, what it is and what it isn't, because I want you to see that you can really deepen your relationship with yourself and with your business. You can create a private practice that flourishes and that feeds your soul if you will allow yourself to learn the new way. And that new way is by allowing your business to be guided by your spirituality. 
And it's just so beautiful. And this is why I love teaching it so much in Marketing with Soul. In fact, I am working with the ladies in that program tomorrow and they're going to be learning more about the masculine and the feminine energy and how they can identify what energy they're in and how they're going to be able to use this to support themselves with their marketing for their beautiful soul-based private practices. So um, it's so true and I just I want to shout it from the rooftops because it's just made such a big difference to my practice and so look if you're interested in marketing with soul and you'd like some information you want to learn about it please let me know and I'll be happy to have a quick chat with you and tell you more about it give you an overview of what's included and the costs and things like that um, but yeah it's just making such a beautiful difference and it's such an honor to be able to create a beautiful ripple effect by doing nothing more than teaching people how to create a private practice um, that aligns with the things that are meaningful, valuable, important um, and authentic for them. So thank you so much for listening to another episode. Um, I will see you on Saturday. Have a beautiful rest of the week. Bye for now. I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you. To get more resources to help you in your private practice, head over to Instagram. My handle is at the private practice coach. And also, if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business, let me know. I have a program called Clients on Demand that opens every quarter and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well. You are doing an amazing job. Thank you for sharing your gifts with the world. Bye.